I complain a lot about G in Street Fighter V. My boss plays a lot of G in Street Fighter V. Yesterday, my boss said, hey, you have to play G for half an hour, I'm going to play your main Nikali for half an hour, and then we're going to play a set and talk about it on the podcast. This is what happened. Alright, welcome back to the Event Hubs Podcast. I am John Catalyst Gray, and with me as always is a very salty John Velociraptor Guerrero. Hi. Okay, we also have Steven Dream King Chavez joining us today because John and Steven just played a set online, and we're going to get into that. But Steven, let people hear the beautiful sound of your voice. I am not quite as salty as John, but uh, I'm more salty about something else, but we'll get into that later. But I'm, I'm feeling pretty good right now, actually. All right. So we got to set the stage here. Um, John is a grandmaster uh, Nikali Kage player. He's won tournaments. He's done a bunch of other things. Um, uh, he's more well known in the uh, tournament scene, I think, than any of us. And then Steven Dream King is my main training partner. He is a diamond ranked player. Uh, but that, that diamond rank is a little bit deceptive because he's actually very good in long sets. Uh, he adapts a lot. He just does not play a lot of ranked. So he's a little bit, yeah, he's diamond, but yeah, probably diamond plus if that rating, you know, could exist or whatever. Um, I think that's called so, super diamond. Yeah. Well, yeah, that would work too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe even a little higher than that, but yes. Uh, so these guys have been talking a lot about each other's mains, particularly Nikali and G. Now, Steven's moved on to Gil, um, but he played G for quite some time. And of course, uh, uh, Velociraptor is well known for playing Nikali. That is a character both Steven and I are not particularly fond of. Me um, either. Yeah, oh, well, there we go. <laughs> um, because of just kind of how basic and easy he is to play. Um, but yeah, so I, I just wanted to set the stage here. Um, you know, Stephen, we'll kick it over to you since you're our guest. Like, how did the sets go? What happened there? Um, just to kind of back up a little bit here. Uh, so basically, uh, John has been talking a lot about G for a long time. Uh, if you listen to the podcast, you probably heard some views on G uh, quite a few times. Um, I listened to the last podcast and I wasn't too pleased with what I heard there. Uh, and I've been hearing that for quite a bit of time. So I decided uh, to play the boss card a little bit and say, you know what? Uh, we're going to do the parent trap. We're going to swap, swap mains and we're going to see how this stuff goes. So you can actually experience what it feels like to play G. Um, when I said that, John was pretty nervous. He was like, uh, you want me to play a character? You know, you want me to play G after 30 minutes of training and you get to play Nikali? I'm like, exactly. That's exactly what I'm getting at here. That's what I want you to experience. And I want you to learn. I want you to be able to see what this character actually plays like and feel it, you know, firsthand kind of thing. Uh, so we decided to jump into the sets today. Uh, I came out victorious, uh, but they were very close sets, I, I will say. Um, and yeah, I, I think a little bit more of Nikali now, but not that much still. Um, yeah, he's still pretty dumb. <laughs> All right. Can I do my side of the setting of the stage? Sure. The argument that has come up more often than not when we talk about how powerful G is, which is something I've been whining about for about a year and a half now, is that yes, we don't question that he has a lot of potential, and specifically his V-Trigger 1 is pretty damn broken. People can accept that, uh, and Steven can accept that, but Steven mm -hmm. plays V-Trigger 2 first and foremost, yep. um, which I think is dumb, but that's okay. <laughs> I can't win. Either way, it's dumb. I'm either dumb V-Trigger 1 or dumb for playing V-Trigger 2. So. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Uh, well, you're, maybe we're done from playing Street Fighter. I'm just kidding. Uh, no, but uh, well, that's a different discussion. That's that's next week's <laughs> podcast. No, the argument that Stephen has consistently made is that if there is any kind of balance to G's opness, 
then it would be that he's a very technical and difficult character to play. And specifically, that means that, well, he has to balance or, or juggle what state he's in as far as presidentiality. And because depending on where you are, it means a different combo, uh, whether you get a command grab in the middle of the screen or in the corner, or if you hit confirm, uh, what the, the sequence you want to do afterwards very much depends on what level. And he can be at one, two, or three, or then V-Trigger. V-Trigger is different combos as well as I uh, more keenly found out when I was uh, practicing with them. So the argument, though, is that G is much more technical and very difficult to play. So although he has a plenty of potential, a ton of potential, a ridiculous amount of potential that Capcom mm-hmm. should be nerfing, I think were Steven's exact words, uh, he is very difficult to play, and that sort of balances that part of him out. And then also that his defense is booty butt cheeks, and that so because he gets destroyed if he gets knocked down or because he's very hard to play in the first place, that's something that people should be highlighting and, and considering when they talk about how powerful of a character he is. Um, and then Steven came to me and said, hey, so you know that character that's incredibly technical? Uh, take half an hour to mm-hmm. learn him, and then I'm going to play the dumbest or maybe the second dumbest. I think Cammy's probably the easiest and dumbest character to play uh, in this game. You guys can correct me uh, if Steven I'm wrong. Steven, actually, weigh in, weigh in on Nikali there. We, we painted G really well. Go ahead and give us Nikali. Uh, Nikali, yeah, he's uh, a character that very much is designed to be uh, more on the simple end of things. Uh, he doesn't have too much going on there, but it's it's a quick reward, right? It's it's like, mm-hmm. hey, he has really strong tools and stuff, but eventually you hit a point where it's like, well, I don't have much room to grow anymore. And, and it, by design, right? And that's kind of the whole point of this character where it's like, he's very linear, he's very straightforward, and that's kind of what you want to do with the character. And you can kind of focus on a couple of things and make pretty great progress with him and find some great success with him uh even in training like practicing him i actually won quite a few matches online surprisingly uh, well i guess unsurprisingly but uh that's kind of the way the character is built uh and so there's a different discussion of like how good he should be and stuff like that that we've had before but uh that's that's basically the general gist of that character so when you say I was nervous, uh, I was not nervous. My response was, you just told me to take half an hour to play one of the most technical characters in the game who is so technical that that starts to balance out his ridiculousness. And then you're going to take one of the easiest characters to play. We're going to spend half an hour learning these characters, and then we're going to fight them against each other and see how things turn out. That was giving me some hesitation because I'm like, how is that at all fair? Um, it wasn't because I was nervous. I thought because the setup was kind of questionable. Okay, hold on, hold on. Now, I am going to weigh in on the, the question of fairness. John, you are a grandmaster player, and Steven is diamond. There's a huge difference in the amount of time you've spent playing Street Fighter V versus what Steven's played. And that, honestly, looking at, at you guys like and everything in, I, I felt this was an even matchup with all things considered, with how technical G is to play, with how easy Nikali is versus your guys' disparity in skill levels and experience levels. I felt this was actually fairly even. But that, you know, outside looking in, I, I felt that way. Well, I'll believe it if Steven says that with his pretty little mouth. I didn't see it that way, personally, but my <laughs> assertion was that you've been on the pod several times saying that, you know, geez, this is bullcrap, and geez, that is bullcrap, and it's unfair, and it's too powerful, and blah, 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 unga bunga, right? And I'm like, well, if that's the case, do that to me. You have 30 minutes, do your training, do whatever you got to do, and do it to me. Show me that how bullcrap that is. And, I mean, the score speaks for itself. Does the, well, okay, if we're going to get into the score here, <laughs> let's say, let's, let's break it down. Because as you said, mm-hmm. yes, technically you did win, but we played three mm-hmm. first to fives. Mm-hmm. Um, I won the first first to five, five to one. Yep. 
the second first of five, I lost four to five. And the last one, you won five to four. So the total end score was actually 13 to 11 if we're talking about games. Now, we're not. We're talking about sets. But I think it's worth clarifying that my 30-ish minute G won 13 games to your 30-ish minute Nikali's 11. So yeah, it's not a it's not a big W. It's a little W in my book. I was actually thoroughly impressed with your the skill that you had with your G. Uh, your anti airs were really really on point. Uh, it was it was great, and I, I could not jump in on you as much as I wanted to. Uh, and you know you were stopping my my dash forwards and things like that. Um, you did very well with that character for such a short amount of time, which that Grandmaster titles kind of you know coming into play here, I would say. <laughs> but it's uh, yeah, it was um, it, there were close sets for sure. And uh, again, we were we kind of started this podcast off of like you know hey maybe we're dumb for playing Street Fighter Five. The online connection was. Oh just, my gosh! Yeah, I think both that of was us can certainly agree a factor. That. There mm-hmm. were so many, uh, you know, jump-ins that weren't anti-air that would have been mm-hmm. had it not been online. Uh, I'm sure that you dropped stuff and and had a hard time like mm-hmm. that. And, but it's all we have, right? So it's yes. like, well, what yes. are you gonna do? But oh my gosh, guys, that that so is a factor of it. Like we left. I mean, I can I can speak for myself, and I'm pretty sure that Stephen uh, felt similar, especially after like when you lose. So after game one, but like or after set one, but. Even after winning, it's like, oh, man, you leave feeling kind of like, oh, I need a shower real quick or something because Dude, it's just like, oh. I, I was so bummed out. I actually landed the Raptor special, and I got an uppercut instead of the super. And it, if you guys don't know, you probably don't, but the Raptor special is with Nikali. He likes to stand outside of range, uh, hit standing heavy punch and buffer into critical art, and then it tags you if you think about hitting a button always because it <laughs> always works for some reason. Dude, I, did, I, I did it with G too. Did you catch that? Yeah, you did. That was freaking awesome. But I, I did it and I got an uppercut and it was it was a lag spike and I just sat there like, uh, okay. Hello, maybe. darkness, yeah. my yeah, old Yeah, exactly. Old. <laughs> it zoomed in on me and the screen went black and white. Yeah. I've got but, uh, crush countered again. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I, before, I, before I lose it though, I did want to say when you were talking about setting, you know, just the setup process and um, specifically that, well, if this is such an easy character to play, why don't you go and do the easy stuff? And, and so let's get into some actual sure. uh, non-salty discussion here. Um, yes, my, my approach when I went into training was, okay, so I, I, I'm not going to be able to master this character because he does have a lot of different paths that not only, like, I can, I can learn them. And I actually wrote them down on a, on a notepad as I learned them. I'm like, okay, if you get command grab here with this level, you do this combo, this combo, this combo, and, and, you know, all that stuff. But there's no way my fingers were going to learn that, those processes where they can just do it. Uh, you know, hit confirm into those things. It's like, it just wasn't going to happen. So I knew that I needed to boil this character down into the most simplistic approach and just use his best 50-50s and neutral tools and such. So this was not an exploration of G's offensive potential for me because I'm just not there yet. And I I don't know, like maybe Sonic Fox could get there in half an hour Mm -hmm. of playing or something like that, but I certainly can't. So my approach was much more, I initially went in thinking, okay, I just need to learn the V-trigger stuff. And once I learned that, it's just 50-50s. And technically, yes, because you can indeed like EX in, activate V-Trigger, and then they're immediately in a command grab versus strike 50-50. Mm-hmm. But you got to get all the way to V-Trigger, and I just don't trust myself to be um, efficient enough with all those sequences. So what I actually did with my approach to the character was 
I figured out the the basic normals that you can use Stan Light Kick to buffer and and similar to that Raptor special, but just using Stan Light Kick. Mm-hmm. Uh, Stan uh, Heavy Punch is really good for that too. And then oh my gosh, his Crouching Medium Punch is amazing. Anyways, I learned uh, a handful of normals, and I learned what to do with anti airs. Basically, Crouching Fierce to get them if they're way too close, and then any distant jumps was a back fierce into a, a flip kick, and then it lets mm-hmm. you level up. That was about all that I learned, and then some basics and how to do the combos but the core of my gameplay was just going to be i'm going to pester him with normals and maybe pepper in a few fireballs depending on how he's playing and then just focus on anti-airing i have to jump in it was very important that john focused heavily on anti-airing because g's anti-airs are dominant and steven with nicali it's like he just kept challenging him he got anti-aired i'm not even joking probably about 100 times Mm -hmm. i'm not even embellishing the number probably 100 times but He's also Nikali. It's a dumb character. He kept jumping, and eventually it would work. He yeah. got in 200 <laughs> was, times out between yeah. lag and between, and yeah. it was 100% my own fault for not making the adjustment to go even more into just focusing on anti-airs because what the game uh, evolved into was us playing like, like a certain footsie battle and uh, early on steven was just kind of coming forward and i was able to hit him and that but he he's very good at adapting and he's always been regardless of the character he's playing over our history of playing street fighter 5 together that's always been something like even if a set takes off at the beginning and i'm winning like four or five games to begin with it's not it's not tenno you know it, <laughs> it, it gets it's close almost every time um because he makes really good adjustments. And he did that here, where I was not able to just play, uh, just keep him out um, in the neutral. And it, it was very much a that traditional Nikali, am I going to dash forward or am I going to jump sort of scenario. And he jumped over so many of my normals, which this will be my first admission as to something I learned about G that makes him a little bit worse than I had previously perceived. A lot of his buttons are slower than they feel when you're playing against him, when you play as him, you real you realize that he is making commitments there, um, and and this is both a, a blessing and a curse. His his uh, abilities and neutral and his his the length of his normals, but there were plenty of normals that got jumped over and I got jumped in on, and then there are plenty of scenarios where I just was too focused on the horizontal and not ready with anti airs. A handful of times where I was anti airing with a DP and they're like, hey, G doesn't have one of those. Uh, so, but yeah, I. It the, a lot of our set was very simple because again we're both half an hour into these characters, but it mm-hmm. came down to jump ins a lot of it, and um, and I did get a lot of anti airs, but I think you got even more jump ins even if they were blocked. Um, mm-hmm. They were, but you know, sharpening up the the game is going to evolve a lot away from that. But like mm-hmm. I predicted, a lot of it came down to just neutral and anti air because that's kind of all you have um, reliably in the early mm-hmm. in the early times. Yeah, Stephen, speak mm-hmm. to um, speak to why you kept jumping in. Yeah, I basically wanted to challenge his anti-airs a lot, and I wanted to get him to a point where he would try to throw fireballs at me and I could jump them. Uh, again, it was kind of like, with Nikali, that's kind of what I wanted to do, right? I wanted to go forward, and I wanted to keep testing him there and, and show him that, hey, these normals that you're throwing out here that you're trying to whiff punish me with are commitments, and eventually you're going to slip up, and you're going to get put on your back, and now you're in the corner, and that's probably the end of the round, right? And that's, that's that was kind of the game plan there. Uh, and, you know, again, it's, it's good that that kind of came through, right, where you look at something like, uh, you know, uh, Catalyst and I always talk about um, Abigail standing heavy punch, right? And we, we go back on uh, back and forth with that normal because it's such a good normal. But the main thing I would tell him is like, yeah, it's really, really good. 
but you actually have to get it out first, right? Like you have to get it out. It's a slow normal. And it's like, you're committing to that button. And if it doesn't come out, well, you're not getting anything, right? And kind of the same concept here where it's like, with G, you're, you're throwing out these really beefy, great normals, but there's a little bit more recovery on them than you expect, or there's a little bit more startup. And now you're getting clipped for it and you're getting jumped in on for it. And again, you put on your back and now you're kind of struggling. So that was kind of one of the things that I wanted to show in these sets. And I was hoping that, that John would learn because it seems like on paper, you look at G and he's so ridiculous, right? He has so many great tools and so many things that he can do. But when you feel it, it's it's different. It's why I always say that playing that character, it really is threading, threading the needle, right? Where it's like, you have to kind of make sure you actually, you have to absolutely make sure that you're on point with stuff because if you get tagged, that could definitely be it. And you're very likely going to get tagged if you slip up at all. So, so I do want to say that, yes, um, this is true for any character that you're going to play, but it is important to do for any character that you're going to play, especially if you feel like this character is particularly powerful when you play against them. Steven, you just said on paper, G looks really good and, and he absolutely does. Uh, but my perception is much more, in my experience, in my feel of playing against him, I have a certain perception of him. Mm -hmm. I still do, but now that I've played as him, um, I've and I was I was immediately after our set finished. We were talking a little bit about this, but I'll kind of go back over in just a bit. It's mm -hmm. that you see when you're playing against a character, you see them using their strongest tools at the right places, and mm -hmm. you see you feel the effects of them using those tools. Um, but what you don't necessarily see or feel is something like the startup of those moves because mm -hmm. that's happening more on the other person's end. Um, now, like, for instance, Fireball has a lot more recovery than I had perceived it to have. It's more of a commitment when G does that than I thought it was as far as my perception went um, through playing against G. Now I have a better appreciation for that move as well as a handful of others that it's like, oh, it does require a little more tact to do these certain things. And also on the other side of that is that G is a little weaker in these scenarios than he was letting on. So I can probably be doing more against him in these scenarios. Mm -hmm. And maybe like maybe there's a scenario where like I should be jumping more here because of whatever reason. Or I should be trying to interrupt here because of whatever. But you do see those things. And that's going to open up a few more options against that character, which it undoubtedly has in my perception of G. So in that way, um, yeah, the character has become... Uh, slightly worse as far as my perception of him. Right, and, and I want to jump in here and say that uh, at the start of this, it probably sounded like I was just being a cruel son of a bitch of a boss, right? And just like, hey, I'm going to throw John into the deep end and kind of try to humili humiliate him or something, right? Which isn't the case. Like, exactly what we're talking about here is what I was aiming for. I wanted us to both experience the other characters so that we can understand it better and, and better learn this stuff because as John was saying, it, it looks a certain way when you're only fighting against the character. But when you try to use that stuff yourself, it's a different ball game, right? And, and like, that's such an important note with trying to analyze and break down the meta of these games where it's like you have to experience it yourself as well because you just won't know. Like you won't know it personally until you, you do it yourself. Like you can see all kinds of clips on Twitter and stuff and be like, oh, that character is the best in the game. Sure, it looks like that, but... I don't know what it feels like to actually play the character yet. And I don't I don't understand that. And so it's, it's important to make sure you're getting in there and doing that stuff so that you can get both sides of the coin. 
And um, um, some people have, you know, questioned us like on Kami or Akuma or Rashid and other stuff. And Stephen and I, Dream King and I are notorious for going in and playing what we call randoms. And that's randoms with a Z on the end. <laughs> and we'll basically pick all these uh, OP characters and try them out. And it's why our opinions actually got so strong on characters like Bison, Kami and Nikali. Because we were actively playing these characters and going, holy crap, like this is way easier than it should be to to you know, blow other people up and do other things and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, so Steven's already generally... been practicing with Nikali before this. Well, I mean, a little bit. It was like a couple <laughs> no, months I back know, or whatever. But yeah. <laughs> no, we, we've we've definitely. I mean, every character that we talk about, we try to spend time with in training mode, so that or not in training mode, on, online sets, I should say, uh, in training mode too, and and really experience what their reality is. Because as John was saying, Velociraptor, he was saying that it the startup and other things you just don't fill until you play it you know and and again i even messed with season three abigail who's a character i still hate <laughs> to this very day and i said okay some of the reality that i had in my head is very different uh it, it, the, the actual practice of it kind of thing like that it didn't match up but john you were about to say well the other side of the same exact coin is that you also feel the particular tools and the strengths and what it feels like to wield those and use them um, in their proper places and i gotta say that as far as my feeling perception of this all goes, G's got better normals than I had realized. I thought he had average and like pretty good normals. Uh, the character has above average normals. Maybe not the best in the game. That that's that would be too far. But holy crap, can mm-hmm. this his reach and his um, hit confirmability is it's like. He doesn't have great walk speed, but uh, the the reach that he has and the ability to move around um, even outside of that um, for what his normals can do is really a really scary combination. Um, His crouching medium punch is, oh my gosh, as a Nikali slash Kage player, now I do have like fireball and ground pound to reach people from far away, but as far as playing the um, up close footsies poking game, I tend to have to risk my own, you know, self a little more than a lot of other characters because the the buttons that Nikali and Kage both have are fairly stubby. So, you know, if you're playing against a Chun-Li, you got to enter her red zone where she can hit you and continue to walk forward before she's in your red zone where your moves are now a threat. So what ends up happening is you do a lot more of uh, wish punishing or a lot more of, you know, you wiggle in and you come back out hoping to hit something that they extend but even that is kind of more of a uh, of a guess a lot of times and so but my point is you have to risk yourself if you want to go in and try to actually apply your pressure and that's a scary thing and often results in getting poked out because hey that's that's the way the cookie crumbles sometimes with g his ability to control and i'm sure this this isn't going to be news for for everyone but it's news for people that play shorter stubbier characters that feeling was amazing like the 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 ability to manipulate with crouching medium punch and then you got you know like fireball and stuff it's like man this is like uh, suddenly i'm on steroids and and this all these new opportunities and comfort in the neutral i didn't feel as much anxiety now i did feel anxiety about having to try to anti air and lag cuz that's that stuff sucks <laughs> but um, as far as the traditional anxiety that I'm going to feel trying to approach someone, it was so much more lax with G and uh, his his hit confirms. Ooh, it's so good. Uh, but that was one of the things that I noticed that was even stronger than I had previously perceived. Yeah, and, and on that point, you were talking about how characters like Kage and Nikali are, are stubby, right? And, and that's one of the things that I can admit here too. And one of the realizations that I made during these sets is that 
Nikali is quite a bit stubbier than I thought he was, uh, especially with, you know, the medium buttons and stuff like that. Um, he still has great stuff in st standing heavy kick and standing heavy punch and all that, but I was definitely getting beaten out more than I expected to in the neutral. Um, and it's it's a lot harder to get in with that character than I anticipated. Um, having said that, when he actually corners you and, and he can pressure you, it's like, oh, man, that's where it's like that character just has a revolving door of options that he can kind of just do without too much commitment. At least I, I felt that way. Like I can do sequences where it's like, Hey, I, I threw out these normals and depending on what the opponent did now, I just have full control. I could just shift my, my game plan, do, do the opposite and they're going to get tagged with it kind of thing. And, um, but again, just the, the normals that he has in neutral and stuff are definitely stubbier than I thought they were. And, and again, just more of a struggle to get in and, and, that's what Nikali wants, right? It's like that he wants to be up in, in uh, up in your grill and, and up close and pressuring you and stuff. But um, it's a lot more challenging to do that with that character consistently. You know, it's similar to what G wants because he also enjoys being up in your grill and pressuring you with, I would argue, plenty more opportunity um, once he's up close to you or, or more options than Nikali has. But he also is super fine with playing footsies with you and he's pretty okay, especially once he's starting to be powered up, with playing a distance game. G can play from all over the damn screen. Mm -hmm. He is a grappler character, I would argue more so than Abigail with how much he uses his command grab and how versatile it is. And he still has the mobility of his uh, of his rush punches. He still has the ability to play a neutral game. And uh, I mean, I don't need to champion all of his strengths because people are familiar with that. What I do want to make sure we save enough time for and get into is his defense, because that's been something that you, Stephen, have highlighted as particularly weak. Um, you've even mentioned earlier on this particular episode that when Nikali jumps in, if he does, it's your ass. And that could be the end of the round. Mm -hmm. I take a little issue with that. Uh, thinking it's oversimplified, but I wanted to know if there's anything else you wanted to say about any of those other things before we get into the defense. Yeah, I just wanted to note that what you're talking about there very much is the distinction between a highly technical character and a character that's more entry level, right? Like we have, you know, both ends of the spectrum here with, with G and Nikali, right? And, and you're saying like, yeah, you know, G can play from all areas of the screen, which is absolutely true. And with Nikali, it's like, I can do ground pound of V skill one, but it's it's kind of it's it's okay. But if you jump in, I mean, it's it's a pretty basic you know zoning tool, right? And then the main goal is getting in. If I can't get in, I'm kind of screwed, right? And and that's kind of the limitation of that character. Where with somebody like G, it's like he has all these different options, and you have to juggle all these different things to get them to work properly. And again, you make these commitments that could make it be your ass kind of thing. But that's kind of the distinction of these two types of characters, right? Where it's that's like, like somebody saying, I have so much money, I don't know what to spend it all on. You should feel bad for me. Well, actually, John, I do want to ask you that. Um, do you felt like, because I mean, when I was watching the footage, um, I, I don't want to give my opinion on it, but do you felt like when Nikali got in on you, it was overwhelming and it was no. very hard to deal with? No. You didn't feel that? I like, think okay, interesting. Nikali has 50-50s um, where like you all, you're like sweating the command grab versus getting opened up and he hits you reasonably hard. Yeah, I don't think he hits you um, with the combination of getting hit and the Oki that follows up. I don't think he's particularly amazing. Like he maybe is better okay. than average in that category, but it's not enough for him to become like an amazing character. Let me let me jump in and mention that a lot of people don't know that Nikali's standing medium punch, it's a six frame normal, I believe, but it's zero on block. Yeah. And Steven Dream Kim kept going to it, expecting it to be plus because almost every medium punch button in the game is plus, right? It used it's to be in common. like season one or two and then they made it zero, but crouching medium is still plus. 
Exactly. So uh, he kept going to it, and um, um, Velociraptor kept interrupting with standing jab. Mm-hmm. He's like, I know this. I've labbed it. I've seen people blow me up for this. It's like, and every single time Dream King went for it, he blew it up. Mm-hmm. It was consistent. And, and it's like, so when the guys talk about latency and other stuff, yes, that was a big factor, but it's also like they are so practiced and experienced at some things, which I'll get into here in a second, that they really consistently blow it up. They're just like, their character knowledge is very good um, in some respects, but yes. Mm-hmm. So, Stephen, do you want to lay out your argument for G's defense? Yeah. Uh, so we talked earlier today and we were talking about how good Crouching Light Punch is, which I have never in my life ever said that that button is bad. It is it is a damn good normal. Uh, it is, I think, his best defensive tool. Uh, and it's a four-frame button. And it's um, it's something that if you can get it out, you can turn the tide of battle. You can get out of bad situations. But... When you're pinned against the corner and against somebody who has really good offensive pressure, which is pretty much everybody in this damn game, right? And playing against somebody who knows how to lock you down, that's kind of the only thing that the opponent has to worry about when it comes to G, right? It's like, if they can shut down the jab, what else is he really going to do other than sit there and block, right? I mean, you can be reversal, but V reversal can lose to certain things like, you know, Nicole standing heavy kick if it's timed just barely off. I, I don't know about standing heavy kick. I, it, I mean, I, I've tested that. Yeah, it, it, it does. It loses to it. Again, it has to be like, I have to get it early in the animation or else you're just blocking it. And then there goes my V trigger. I've tested that one for sure. Uh, and then, of course, with Nicole, uh in the corner, a lot of his pressure is lights and six frame medium buttons and things like that that are plus. And it's like, there's not much commitment there because you can just keep trapping me all day and I have to clam up. And once I do, there's a command throw, there's a throw, there's an overhead. And it's like, there's a revolving door there where I'm just like sitting there like, okay, well, I have to try to find this this opening, right? And, and a lot of times crouching jab isn't the tool that I'm going to use there because I'm going to get opened up for it. And I have to hope that you can push yourself back and then maybe get a standing medium kick out to push you out further or try to be smart and be reversal, uh, you know, the, the ground pound or the stomp or whatever. Um, but it's it's pretty damn tough to get out of the corner against a seasoned Nikali who knows what he's doing, not me who played two hours Nikali and you're like, well, I could get out of this, no problem, I, right? I got to give you shout outs though. The, there was one point where I tried to jump out of the corner and Steven did the deepest cross cut DP that I've ever seen. <laughs> that was like, oh, I'm so sad, but also I'm so happy for that. I shed, a, I shed a single tear out of joy for you because that was a pretty badass cross cut DP. Yeah, the um, only good thing I did in those sets, yeah. Uh, John, so uh, you you watched some of the footage, huh? Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll I'll get into more. Of the, go ahead, go ahead. It sounds like yeah. You. So yes, there were like I said earlier, plenty of times where Stephen was able to jump in where I didn't anti air, and then I had to hold the pressure. Now, given that Stephen's not gonna have you know finger, um, what do I call it? I, I gotta come up with a term for this, but his fingers are not gonna know what his brain knows, and he's not gonna have the reactions and the ability to implement certain things without having muscle to memory. actively yeah, thinking the of them. Muscle memory is a good term. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, so there is that, but Steven does also know what a frame trap is. And like you were getting at John, these little interactions of close quarters situations were fairly familiar and kind of understand the basics of it to an extent where I know that I was able to, without actively thinking about crouch jab, um, figure out where to use it like intuitively and, and get some use out of it in those scenarios. So it's one of those pretty fundamental parts of fighting games where if you've been playing for a while, Yes, new characters, it's going to be new territory, but a lot of it is familiar and a thread that runs through virtually every character. So there's some competence level there where I think we can use this as an example of, you know, the the abilities here. And Mm -hmm. so Steven's doing frame traps with Nikali, which that's what the character does. 
and you kind of use command grab to open people up once they start to climb up and just block. Mm -hmm. Yes, that's all true. The ability to jab through... Um, well, okay, so let me back up a little bit. Nikali is going to frame trap you, and if you do the, if you block, then he's pushed out. And remember, he's stubby. Now he can still reach you with certain moves after he's done his initial attempt at the frame trap, but the moves have a lot less um, ability because he's not going to be able to do as much follow up with them. So it becomes a, a big deal for him to do little micro walks forward. Now, if you're doing walks forward, that's an opportunity to get interrupted, especially with something like crouching jab. Um, and even more so, it's like not even necessarily when you're doing the walk forward, but you do a few frames of walk forward and then you try to push a button. Well, you're no longer at advantage when you push that button. And if that crouching jab comes out now, it's counter hit. And if that crouching jab hits counter hit, it combos into medium punch into the business. Um, it also can combo even without being on counter hit. You can just confirm the jab into a rush punch into the business uh, and turn the tide that way. It's it's an not only is it good for the interruption, but it gives a huge payoff that turns the tide when it works. Now you can get frame trapped, and you can get frame trapped one frame uh, with one frame less advantage than a character with a three frame normal. But the reach that he has on this move, uh, it being four frames, is like uh, if this was three frames, God, get out of here. But it's mm -hmm. it's a very very useful move that. Yes, it's going to get beat by what's designed to beat it. But if we've learned anything about Street Fighter V, it's a series of I have this rock, paper, scissors sort of scenario, and I'm going to use the information of what you've been doing so far to make a committed guess or committed uh, estimation or something uh, to choose one of these things. There's a counter to everything that you're going to do. This is something that can be countered, but it just as easily can make it. Well, maybe not just as easily. It's not like G's in an advantage when he's on defense. But this is a very, very uh, significant defensive tool when paired with the um, the potential in V reversal, which I used a lot of V reversal in our set because I wasn't really relying on V trigger. I didn't I didn't focus on V trigger very much, so I was definitely using more V reversal to get you away from me. Mm -hmm. But this move is is not only a good interruption; it's also gives you uh, the offensive. Uh, a sway and that's a huge deal for g let me let me ask you this yeah I, I agree that's a it's an extremely good crouching light punch i think gills is better but in terms of crouching light punches g's is probably second in the game uh it's insanely great especially what it can convert off of it but john what do you think g would have for defense if he didn't have that oh if he didn't have that and then it's just a matter of can you block and tech correctly um, which is what every character relies on. And that's, uh, you know, if everybody has it, but then others have even more, then he's at bottom of the barrel kind of scenario. Because yeah. he doesn't have the three frame and he doesn't have the invincible reversal, so people can put more pressure on him on, uh, on wake up too. When I was watching your, your guys' footage, there was a few times where Dream King could have thrown you into the corner and you did a forward throw. And I'm like, oh, dude, you could have won the game right there. Mm -hmm. And it happened kind of like it didn't happen a lot, but like two or three times. And it, it really did feel that any single time that uh, Velociraptor got cornered with G, uh, his odds of, of winning like dropped about 20 percent or mm -hmm. so. And, and Dream King was probably going to steamroll in about 80 percent. It just it was it got really bad. Uh, he did very good with view reversals. It took um, Dream King quite a bit to catch on to that. But G is a character. Again, he just holds so much pressure pressure when you get in on him and it's why the risk reward of him just being jumped in on repeatedly it's like he can lose like that mm -hmm. you know yeah, so, yeah and just to jump into really quickly uh not only are you pinned in the corner with something like that but also you have to take into consideration losing presidentiality and that's another thing that you have to juggle with that character right so now you're even more on edge when you're cornered as ge because you're like well dude i just worked to get this level up and now i'm gonna lose it and now there goes a lot of the, the strength of you know many of my tools now so it's like yeah you can get crouching jab into the business and stuff still 
but you're you're constantly worried about like hey if you have presidentiality and you're getting knocked down in the corner now you're just it's it's the snowball effect it's going further and further your your chances of winning are getting lower and lower now because it's like sure if you get resources. cornered in street fighter 5 you're at an extreme disadvantage but that's the case for any character some less than others some of them can jump out at goofy angles off the wall and actually corner you and some have <laughs> goofy bread and butters where it actually side switches for them and gives them yeah that's um, the case but, for characters but i will say as nicole whenever i got knocked down i was just like okay whatever i came right back up and went forward right again no problem but I, put I started almost buttons. no pressure on you because i wasn't confident in that my game was just a zoning and anti-air situation and some combos yes but like i wasn't going in because i didn't have uh faith in my in my offensive ability so it was it was much more a neutral based game but i, I want to say though that you mentioned like if if nikali gets in it's your ass it's like i never felt like that and and yes you're not you don't know nikali like a like a seasoned nikali so yeah. maybe it wasn't, you know, the same, it wasn't apples to apples, but I certainly, even in the corner, it's like, yeah, I'm absolutely a disadvantage, but I didn't feel like, oh, this is it. It's over. I didn't have a, that feeling of hopelessness. I was like, I'm gonna have to block, but this is part of the game. It was very much a part of the, this is how you play the game and you're at a disadvantage, but it wasn't a death sentence ever. Okay. And I, let me, let me I ask you really feel... quickly. Uh, when you and I play our sets with our actual characters, when you get me cornered, how often do I win in those games? And how often do I even get out of the corner? Like how often are you winning when you get me cornered as Nikali while I'm playing G? I haven't paid direct attention, but I'm even without having paid direct attention. I'm sure that I win more often when I corner you. It's a lot. It's a lot. Usually when you get me cornered, I have a couple of instances to maybe get out. And if I guess wrong, I'm like, that's pretty well, much it. But if G corners someone, how often do they get out? You um, know, I mean, I think G has better corner uh, control and and rush down than Nikali. Because even if Nikali gets a command grab in the corner, he still can get some follow-up pressure, but it's limited. Because he has to do like a single hit or try to retake the space. So the game is, are you going to... Uh, push a button when you wake up and interrupt him as he tries to retake the space and get hit or, or risk getting hit by his like maybe doing a standing fierce or something like that or you're going to clam up and he can take a micro step forward and command grab again something like that but it's not nothing it's nothing like the amount of damage g gets off his command grab and the fact that he's immediately there for full oki mm -hmm. and that his normal frame trap pressure on hit or on block with standing medium punch, which is his main frame trap starter, is perfectly uh, set up so that it doesn't cancel into command grab. So on hit or on block, he can just do the cancel or just do the command grab, and he doesn't have to worry about doing it too early or anything like that. Which uh, virtually all other command grab characters have to deal with that kind of stuff. His 12 frame command grab is a both a blessing and a curse in that way, and you can just go to that, and it, you don't have to care if they get hit or not. Like if Zangief hits you, but then goes for his command grab, you're gonna get he's gonna go through the the hits done. G doesn't have to worry about that with that particular setup. So he gets you in that corner, and then it loops even better than Nikali's pressure does in the corner. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I will say, I mean, yeah, you're saying standing medium punch goes into command throw perfectly, and it does, but also it's a 12-frame startup, and you can get interrupted very easily there. If you're challenging that that frame trap, you're gonna you're gonna blow through it easily with no sure. No but issue. if you're if you try to challenge, you're not react challenging. Well, maybe you can, and and I have to explore that, so I can't say for sure that you're not react challenging to it. You can't react it. You yeah. you've got to guess. Yeah, okay, it's 12 frames is not reactive. Acting like you won't get command grab, right? <laughs> but so that, but that's my thing. Like okay, so it it's still even though it's it's long. Longer, yes, but any other command grab there is still going to get interrupted if you're interrupting it, if you're trying for the interruption. And based on what we just concluded, you're not doing that on reaction to G. So it's a similar scenario. Yes, there is a bigger uh, window. So there are going to be times where the, the, you know, someone's button interrupted G where it wouldn't have interrupted somebody else. Sure. But 
the the fact that he can do medium punch and then doesn't have to care if you blocked or hit it and goes into the command grab and then it, it, great if you want to try to commit to an interrupt and he just does the frame trap right there in it same amount of or same ballpark of like 300 to 400 damage into another oki setup in the corner so it's like sure if, if nikali corners you it sucks but it sucks to get cornered in general in this game and it sucks arguably most of all to get cornered by g it does, but I want to make a uh, distinction here that you're saying that, you know, Nikali cornering you is, is probably, you know, or G cornering you is probably better than Nikali, right? Which is the case. But also, when I have Nikali cornered, I have to worry about EXTP as well, and I have to worry about your V reversal. And we talked earlier in this podcast about how a lot of G's normals are big commitments, well, right? How do you have to worry about my V reversal, but then it's because, not? Well, a let me tell you, because my way. buttons, my buttons are bigger commitments. They have bigger recovery on them than you would expect. So when I'm doing something like standing heavy punch, I'm going to get blown up for it by V reversal. So I have to pick what I'm doing there. And I'm not saying G's corner pressure isn't amazing. It is, but there's some thought there where I have to worry about three different things for you versus if Nikali corners me, you're worried about crouching jab. And then you get pushed out a certain range and now you don't even have to worry about crouching jab anymore because you're at standing heavy kick range and anything that I do there is going to get crush countered, right? So it's a different thing where it's, it's kind of like when you're pressuring somebody that has an EXTP, but they don't have meter and you're like, okay, I don't have to worry about that EX reversal because they don't have any meter. I can go ham on them because I could just do meaties and keep pressuring them because they don't really have much of an option here versus maybe V reversal, right? So the options that you're worried about when you're actually pressuring are less. And that's kind of what I'm getting at here where it's with G, it's like, yes, V reversal is a thing. I have to react to like a special move or something, but you're really only worried about crouching jab. And, and if I have super, then super, right? But when does G ever usually have super? Well, you're worried it? about crouching jab when it comes to taking damage and having, like, that's the worst case scenario is if you eat a crouching jab. But as far as the interaction of a, of a rushdown and frame trap situation, the basic tools that everybody has is the option to weather the storm and just block until the person has pushed themselves far enough back. That's something everybody has, and that's part of the equation. Or if you tech a throw, that resets the situation. Or if you V-reversal, you'll either knock them down completely, or in the scenario where you were talking about where like even a move like Nikali standing roundhouse, which really that should be, if you're V-reversing that, you should be knocking Nikali down every time with a, with a standing roundhouse. And, and I would say that that's human error than more than it's like a scenario in the game but even even so if you do the v reversal um i don't know what nikali's is off the top of my head on block i know g's is minus two but there's that distance now where he's at least gotten himself some breathing room and now he has other options which is the point like it's not just that the the payout is not like the only payout is not if you get hit by uh, a jab the payout is also if i get myself into better and better scenarios considering that I'm at like my worst case scenario with you with me knocked down and you on me if I weather the storm and block correctly now you've pushed yourself out you have fewer options to pressure me with I'm closer to being out of this scenario um uh, using v reversal is, an, is a tool there blocking is a tool there teching is a tool it's like everyone has those and that's like baseline but g has those options as well in addition to his jab using all of those things together he's got reasonable defense that and he has huge payout when his when his jab does work like kind of ridiculous payout for a jab on defense and then it like all of that does not nearly begin to outweigh uh his offensive potential 
I don't fully agree there um, because you're talking about the situation where, you know, you know, Nicali has G cornered. Right. And I think something that we're failing to kind of mention here is that, again, the the lack of commitment that Nicali has on a lot of these up close buttons where, again, you can do like a standing jab or something and lead into standing light kick. There's these fast normals that he has that he uses for his main pressure that a lot of times can bait these V reversals as well. So it's like, if I am trying to get that, again, you you, you said it right, where if I get a V reversal out and you block it and I push you out, now I have well, more breathing room. That's you're not true. supposed to V reversal jabs. I know that. But again, Nicali can just kind of keep doing those buttons and then he's going to kind of stay in, right? I mean, that's that's kind of the whole thing here where he can stay on you with these buttons and you have to find an option or a, an opening for V-reversal, and it's not always there. And again, sometimes you can do something big like standing heavy kick and not get the V-reversal to work properly. But the, one of the main keys for G's defense is weathering the storm and getting them to about standing medium kick range. That's usually what you want to do with that character when you're cornered, uh, because that's that's what I found the most success with in terms of fighting off of your back kind of thing. But it's there's a lot there that is what I'm getting at here. Fair enough. So I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna redirect us here just a little bit uh, because this is um, this is exactly what happens behind the scenes, as an FYI. And I want to bring up a couple of the buzzy things that we've talked about here over the years with these characters. Um, and I'll just say that random low rush punch has been the bane of Velociraptor's existence for a long time. And Steven has said many times over the years. Just don't stand in those ranges or just block it. It's not that bad. It's like, you know, negative six or whatever and stuff. Steven kept getting hit by it. <laughs> really? Now, he did blow it up yeah. at some points in time. He, he But John <laughs> never stopped entirely using it. He kept using it and he kept going to it. There was an opening round, like at the very end, is like these guys are battling. It's very close. And he did EX low, uh, low rush punch to open up the round. Just YOLO, I'm going to do this. And it nailed Steven. Just nailed nailed him like and again Steven had maybe 50% success blowing it up hmm. but I mean it just there was one point where it, like I, I'm like Steven like what are you doing he was just standing at ranges he's told John never to stand at and John's like dude what are you doing and he just EX low rushed him and killed him and KO'd him right there and it was just hilarious watching this because Steven's like dude just blow it up just blow it up and he he got messed up pretty well by hmm. it so that's I don't an, know if that's a slight towards Steven or me just for being dumb with low rush punch. No, it's, that's an interesting take on it because I definitely didn't feel that was the case. I mean, I did get tagged by some, but it was like, I mean, when you hit me with the opening one, I did standing medium punch to start because I was hoping it would hit it. It didn't. He, he got low rush on me. But I mean, I was staying out of ranges for certain areas and he would just whiff the entire EX rush and stuff like that. I stopped the low rush on, on startup. I mean, I don't know. I guess we saw different things, but I mean... Yeah. I mean, again, considering it, how laggy that set was, I was definitely getting hit by some, and I knew it. I'm like, oh, god damn, I got hit, right? But I didn't. You definitely see interrupted it and like interrupted yeah. it on purpose, especially with that double crouching light kick. I don't know mm -hmm. if that was what that specifically. It was enough to end the round when it happened, and mm -hmm. I definitely went for it at the end of the round, and you you interrupted. So there were scenarios uh, where at least one I remember specifically, and I think there were more where you did interrupt a, a, a just a goofy ass <laughs> low rush. But I'm not gonna jump in and play some G and not you that kind of stuff because yeah. it's like man if i'm if i'm gonna be on vacation i'm gonna spend it no i, I expected <laughs> it, was, it too and i just i guess i didn't see it the way 
that Catalyst saw it, I was like, huh, okay. I mean, that's a... Yeah. Oh, there were definitely way. some, oh, I totally got him with the you BS. Did, and I was chuckling yeah. to myself. Absolutely. I think that's what Catalyst was seeing. Yeah. Exactly. Huh. It was about 50-50. There was one point where John did a random, a random little rush into a draw game. Steven saw it coming, and it didn't oh, yeah. matter. He still How hit poetic. him with it, and they both draw. <laughs> like, they both won the match. It was hilarious. I'm like, wow. Like, that move, because, again, Velociraptor has been so salty about that move over the years. And just watching it hit Steven, even though he knew it was coming, like, yeah, he had some counters, but it's still, it's particularly very good against Nikali because Nikali does not like to block his feet. Like, he just doesn't like that. What he has to do being a stubby character, it's a very, it's a bane of his existence kind of move. And the fact that John doesn't know how to space it properly or do a bunch of things with it, and then watching Steven consistently fail to punish that move because Nikali is so stubby, and it's like, yeah, it was, it was, it was fascinating watching it come out. Like it was like, okay, yeah, this move is pretty good, and that was that's how I saw it. A lot of it was scrub lords fighting each other, you know, because we're just yeah. half an hour into these characters. But but yeah, I mean, it it's a goofy move. It's stupid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so one of the other things that came up and it has been uh, Velociraptor's bane of existence uh, is flip kicks. And Steven has been very upset about how John, he felt like John has not labbed the flip kick like properly and whatever. And John, how did you feel your flip kick usage went with G? Because I, I saw you use it a few times and it mm-hmm. didn't seem like it worked out too well for you. I didn't, um, it wasn't part of my arsenal except for when I was like, oh, I forgot flip kick's a thing in neutral. I'm going to try to do that. But it wasn't done with very much tact. Um, I still don't really know the ranges. It was something I, I, I know that if you are at round one fight distance and you do medium, you will just barely clip them and it'll be safe but like that's about the extent i've explored it um and i know that if you're too far in it's it's very punishable so it's one of those moves that if you're using it in the neutral you want to um you want to space just like at the tip uh that said so so i i wasn't using it very often except for when i was only thinking about it and i i didn't have a lot of efficiency like i did way too many that were way too close but that's just a matter of needing to explore it further and 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 figure it out uh, with muscle memory and such but there were a handful of times where (laughs) where i was like i'm gonna fireball but like i'm not used to again not used to the character and i went for flip kick instead (laughs) and steven read the fireball and jumped over the fireball that never happened and got clipped by flip kick and i was like there is a god yeah, because that's why I've hated about it so much is that it's also an anti-air, an accidental anti-air that's amazing. Yeah, and I want to go back to something you just said earlier. You said that um, you didn't know the spacing of it and you forgot that it was even there and all this stuff. And, and I and I think back to the different podcasts where you said that flip kick was just, is it just do it move? You could just throw it out and he gets all kinds of stuff from it and it's this and that, right? It's super strong. It's unfair. Yeah, you can, when you know the distance, you can just do it and, and you don't have to worry about the punish of it. And if they jump, hey, it's Christmas. How come you didn't do it then? Because I wasn't used to it yet. If you get if, if further down the line, me exploring G, a lot more things are going to come together. That will absolutely be one of them, is being able to use flip kick in the neutral. But that's just something I haven't explored yet. So it does require more work to actually put it into play properly then? Yeah, you can't do it up close because you'll if you're way close to them, they'll punish you. Like It's like what, minus six, minus five, um, depending on like the, the strength, I think. Um, but yeah, it's, it's something that you absolutely have to space it's the same way that you'd have to space like Nikali's standing heavy kick. You can't do that up close, but you can do that from a distance and it's relatively safe. Okay. That's all I wanted to know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but um, it still I, more... has all those properties that make it BS. So John, what did you think of Steven randomly busting out anti-air jabs with Nikali and knocking you out of the air with them? Um, I don't remember it specifically happening. I'm sure it did, uh, but it wasn't something that registered. 
Gotcha. Steven, what do you think I of I was thrilled by that. I'm like, you can <laughs> eat that. You do that to me all the time. Now you get to feel I whiffed a medium punch. You jumped over. Now I did a uh, standing light punch to anti-air you. Now I get the mix up. Suck it, dude. I was so happy about that. I was so thrilled. <laughs> and the Is last that still one a of these thing I... with Nikali? Like, like, I have no anti-air yeah, jabs have been significantly... He, he got you like five or ten times mm-hmm. with anti-air jabs. Like, it was a lot. It was like surprising how many and times I just meant like in general it. for that character, I didn't realize mm-hmm. that that was still something that people took any issue with or that was like a thing. I mean, I know you can. There are scenarios where you do get jab anti-air from certain ranges, but it's, it's like almost be- always better to either light or heavy dp people or yeah it's not always better uh, he used it a lot like in certain situations where he knew uh you had used it on him he remembered that for all, you know those many that year ago or however long since you like guys last played mm-hmm. uh and he knew very specific scenarios to use it at like i said he got it five or ten times it was a lot i was shocked because the first couple times i'm like did he do that on accident like but he he landed it i i took a there note of it one because, i do yeah. remember because he did the the thing that i almost always do especially at the beginning is when you get that air reset just land with as they land you command grab them and steven did it with like the exact form that i do it with and i mean it's not it's not all that you don't have that much that room to uh to do it differently but it was just exactly as if it were me playing and this is the option that i would have absolutely gone to there and it looked exactly like it was me and i was like that just came from it's a it's a fairly simple sequence and that came from watching me do it a billion times it was just like yep there it is and and i deserve every bit of it i i also did the double uh double dash up uh, command throw or the command throw then dash back up mm-hmm. and command throw again i was like dude i've been hit by that so many times because yeah. i'm always scared of the stupid button and raptor yep. always hits me with it so i was super thrilled to hit that one as well that's similar to uh getting hit by g's 12 frame command grab right because you're like i'm just i, I don't want to get hit by the button so but you give nicali mm-hmm. the time to dash forward and then do the command grab mm-hmm. you know so it, it was near the end of their sets and steven landed three command grabs in a row and I mean, this is like they're they're down to the wires, like four four, and he decides to go for a bunch of command grabs, and it was like, dude, the guts it took to do that, but he he these guys were training each other very well back and forth like random bits of their match were actually super high level like ridiculously so some of their AAs and setups and all that I'm like how the hell do you guys know this how are you doing this right now a dream king just to give an example this was busting out instant overhead uh, jump light punches and he won several (laughs) rounds because of it and it's like dude you how do you know this and not only was he I'll tell you how he knows that I think everyone already knows knows how he knows that and again i was so happy to hit that too i'm like yes now you know what it feels no. like to try to guess oh he's gonna go low but then he hits instant air light punch oh and i lost yeah. that was another one of those where i just smiled and said yeah yeah i'm that's glad he did boy, that right? <laughs> that's my boy <laughs> and not only that but like you could the, the adaptation was very good on both ends because you john registered that okay steven knows this and knows it really well and so he started doing random like when he's very close about to lose he's standing blocking up high and whatnot because mm-hmm. he, he was fearing the instant overhead i think he blocked one of them but i don't think i blocked any i did block high but it never worked out for me maybe i did and then but besides that he kept getting hit low and so the adaptation was impressive and then some of their stuff was so low level due to the lack of of experience and knowledge like uh, hilariously like i was watching a bunch of negative six moves come out are worse and both guys failing to punish it so it was it was pretty amazing like watching the back and forth between these guys like i actually took a lot away from the set i think what you guys said earlier about the set being entirely valid i think it was even with the latency even with all this other stuff the the skills were on display both of you guys i think proved some very good points um 
there was a lot of stuff just going back and forth that I, I mean, like I, I watched uh, Velociraptor keep jumping out of the corner with G's body splash, and as much the as Macaulay best would cross him, up in the game, better it's than insane. Yeah, and, and I mean, as much as Nikali can pin G, it's like John just kept doing it. It's like, okay, dude, you're overcommitting. I'm jumping out, and it was the way Velociraptor used it was so impressive. I again, you guys did really great stuff. So I, I do want to put a bow on this, mm-hmm. and, and we'll go ahead and start with Dream King because he's he's the guest here, Stephen. What would you change about Nikali now? Now that you've played him firsthand and played him in a high level set against someone who knows what you know the tricks and stuff are, what things would you change about him? Oh man, uh, I don't know. Honestly, I, I kind of feel like that's that's kind of par for the course for that character. Again, he's he's really really good up close, and he has a lot of things that you can kind of throw out there that you don't have to think too much about. Um, that being said, he does struggle to get in. I feel like, and one of the things I did want to point out here is that um, one of the assertions that that John has made is that you you hit a ceiling with these types of characters, right? Because they're they're so entry level and so streamlined that it's like okay, like at a high level, there's not that much room for growth at a certain point. And and after playing him, I can definitely see where that comes into play because again, Nicali's game plan is very straightforward. It's 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 what he wants to do. Like you know, uh, V skill ground pound is is a basic zoning tool but other than that he wants to get in and that's where he shines and if he can't do that that's kind of it he doesn't really have any other options there um so maybe if i were to say anything maybe something to supplement that where you can actually fight from a little further out better maybe i mean maybe v skill 2 is the answer there i don't know but um it's hard to say i mean that's that's kind of what that character is designed to do i feel like he does it um i do have a bigger appreciation for it though i will say Nice. Now, now, just to be clear here, would you leave the character alone? His current power level, his current everything, would you adjust him up or down, or do you think he's fine as is? I think he's fine as is. I, I think, wow. yeah, I think he's okay. I mean, when I was playing online and stuff, um, you can feel a struggle against the top tiers and all that, but it's like, I think that the tools that he has are effective for what he's supposed to be doing. He's not meant to be a super top tier character. I mean, if he was, it just wouldn't be fair. Uh, and we've talked about that in the past with, you know, the entry level versus, you know, technical and all that stuff and, and how strong they are. But I think I would leave him alone. Uh, maybe some kind of buffs there. I, I don't know. Um, I'm, I will say I'd, I'd probably leave him alone with an open mind to buffs is what I'll say. Like I can see where we might be able to like that. We would be able to buff him, but I don't know exactly how. Gotcha. Now, John, same question over to you, but about G. What would you change about the character now, having played him in these sets? I, having played the character, um, I I feel his tools are amazing, and they're some of them are better than I had perceived, and I can I, some of them I haven't explored the potential just because I I didn't do much anything in the way of like V trigger fifty fifties. Um, but to answer the question, I I I think G's tools outside of v-trigger are are fun to to play with and to juggle around um and i as i think about in opposition to him as well as in playing him but i'm going over to opposition to him it's really the sequences where something happened and then v-trigger um makes an interaction where you had half of your life or or maybe even slightly less become the final interaction of a, of a round where it just doesn't feel like it should be, but like it immediately takes you to the corner, puts you and either kills you or gets you super close to stun and then kills you or puts you in this, this goofy okey setup where um, it's just too much for what it was. So uh, I like the way he plays and it's fun to do his combos. It's fun to try to manipulate with fireball normals and anti-airs. And, and I think that 
those are things that you could go and try to nerf to make the character weaker, which I think he does need to be nerfed, but I don't think it needs to be there. I think it's fun using those things. Um, I, I really think the nerf needs to come into the uh, the Ungabunga V-Trigger that has so much potential. How would you do that? Well, Capcom has shown that they're not really interested in doing that, and I'm not exactly sure how to, how to change that without heavily altering how the character plays or making him, like, worthless, although I think he's got really strong tools outside of it, so I, I'm not sure exactly how much it would hurt him, uh, but it, it, it certainly would to get rid of his V-Trigger potential there. Um, maybe it's just like the whole thing does less damage or stun or something like that, and, and he has to hit you more times in his crazy Oki scenarios in the corner, um, something like that, but I would definitely nerf his V-Trigger. All right, now uh, any final thoughts for both of you guys? I want to say that uh, with what John just said, I'm actually in total agreement there. Uh, the reason why I play V-Trigger 2 with G is because I didn't want to basically bank on that explosion at the end of the at the end of every round with V-Trigger 1. I didn't I never liked it because I'm like I, I just don't want to depend on that. I also wanted to spread out my resources more with a, with a two bar, but I also agree that V-Trigger 1 does need to be nerfed and I, I've said as much in the past. Um, the whole thing here was just I wanted to get John more familiar with the rest of the character. Like, how does this character actually feel when he plays, you know, in game with just not considering V-Trigger 1 fully, right? It's like, I want him to experience the other tools to kind of see what it feels like to move this character around and to, to use these buttons to zone people out and all that stuff. And I do feel like we got there. And again, and I'm also happy that I played Nikali to figure that out because, uh, again, I gained a new appreciation for that character. Um... But I, I will also say that I learned that Nikali is 150% not a character that fits with me. I play that character way too conservatively. You have to ham it up with him. I do not do that. And I suck with him. That's not a character I ever intend on playing more. So, yeah, Nikali, you, you can keep him, John. I don't want him. <laughs> I don't really want him either. But <laughs> as far <laughs> uh, I don't even know how to... How to... That's that's its own kind of thing. It's how to make that character better, but not OP and and such. And I don't want to break my brain right now thinking about it. But yeah, I do have some closing thoughts on G. I approached this all specifically with Steven's uh, arguments in mind. Um, I wanted to specifically consider the character's technicality and how that would weigh in on your ability to play him, as well as his defensive options. Um, when it comes down to it. Yes, he is more technical, and yes, he does have, uh, I'd say, probably below average defense, although it's, it's strong in a way that a lot of others isn't strong. But it, I would still say it's probably below average. Um, and But when you take that all into account, my experience as a fighting game player in general, like I've, I've been around the block a few times, and I can see, you know, with a with pretty good sense, uh, being able to predict what a character would be like from um, how much experience I've had with G thus far. And the way I feel about him is, yes, there's a sense of technicality. Um, and yes, you have to choose like what kind of combo you're going to do um, based on what level of presidentiality you're at and things along those lines. But Street Fighter V is a relatively simple execution-wise game compared to most other fighting games, especially previous Street Fighters. Uh, there are plenty of other characters that have somewhat similar scenarios. Like even even very brain dead Nikali has to do different combos depending on the outcome that he wants. If he wants pressure or damage, if he's in V trigger, his combos change a little bit. Not the same thing as G. Not nearly as significant as G's scenarios, but it is something. And more than that, 
every character in in street fighters you know across the board has different combos if they get a counter hit you know something along those lines it changes things up and you're expected at higher levels of play to be aware of those and to be able to see them and capitalize on them and g at least has the luxury of knowing full well what uh, presidentiality presidentiality level he's in when he's going into a combo so i'd say the reaction there is is extremely slower than than having to do something based on like a counter hit or a trade hit combo stuff like that so when it comes to technicality yes he is technical but i think at the higher levels of play that's not something that people are going to be considering very often when they consider how strong the character is it's more of a like well yeah, you pick this character, do your job, get it done. Not like, a, oh, I feel bad for you because you have to make these calls. Like you drop in those things in higher level play, that's still on you. And I think the expectation is people are able to do it. Um, so I don't think that that and, I, and everything that I already said earlier about his defense, I don't think that at all outweighs how much potential he has on offense. Having the best cross up ever, having the best anti-airs ever, having the, the offensive, oh my gosh, that he has and the spacing and the normals. This character... <laughs> I don't know if he's the best in the game because there's a lot out floating out there right now, and Akuma is probably the biggest argument against it. But man, top one or two for sure, and that's coming after having played him for you know half an hour plus maybe the hour that we played. So yeah, yeah. I, I know that Stephen and I are both chopping at the bit to jump all over John's comment about Street Fighter Five not requiring execution because I play Manat and mm-hmm. he plays very technical characters. But we're gonna save that for another uh, segment on the podcast because that's a whole different can of worms. But both of you guys, again, I, I want to shout both of you guys out for putting yourselves through this. It's, it's very much like a. Um, you just ran a salty set against you know your coworker who you have to come in and, and see and talk to the next day and there's a certain line of respect that you have to keep and both of you guys kept it you guys both made your points um, it was well said and you know I think both of you guys came away with like you know victorious and whatnot so what I'm what I'm getting at with this is that if you have friends who you you are constantly going at you know in Street Fighter Five or other fighting games try to put your shoes on the other foot of the other person and vice versa and you guys will hopefully gain a better appreciation for what they're going through your understanding will grow. You you're not necessarily going to agree, but at least you're going to understand a heck of a lot more of what's going on. And that's what we tried to do here today. And so hopefully an example that you can take and apply to your own life. Mm-hmm. So, yep. And I would highly suggest doing this exact thing against characters that, I mean, if you don't already, some people I'm sure are going to, but I, I don't do it enough. And I have learned a lot. And I've learned a lot about uh, G's weaknesses where I didn't know that they were at. You know, there there are other things about the character that I took for granted and certainly is not the case or it was not my perception. And that's only going to come out at this particular level when you actually experience the character. Yep. That's why I'm always promoting uh, playing multiple characters. It just it just helps you learn so much more about them from both angles. And it's like, hey, I, I can learn what their strengths are. I can learn what their weaknesses are. And I can use that if I continue to play the character or I can use it against them. And it's it just helps you gain more knowledge about this stuff. There, there really isn't much of a downside to doing it, honestly. All right. Well, I think that's going to do it for this week. That was That was interesting. I had a lot of fun. Uh, I want to say thank you to both Catalyst, who's always here, and thank you very much to Dream King for uh, putting me and us through all that. I, I enjoyed it. So we'll see you guys next week. Perfect.